This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Forest shirt before anybody says it. It is the latest, the latest uh, retro shirt. Uh, don't stop me on that. I had a bit of an argument with the club over retro shirts this week, but Rodham well City, you came through, you came through. Um, it's LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Thanks for joining us. I'm sorry for the lateness of our arrival. We were waiting for a Watford fan to join us. 
Um, I don't know whether he's gone up the wrong way up the M1 or what, but he's, uh, he's not been able, he's not made it. So we'd put it back to tonight to accommodate him. Uh, but there you go. Look, these things happen. I'm sure there's uh, some uh, uh, genuine excuse. And I hope he's well. I hope everything's all right and there's nothing too bad has gone on. Um, it's the first of a double header tonight. Um, Coming up later, we have got the prediction show. But we don't want to talk about that because some of us are dropping down the league faster than Everton without a points deduction. So I'm <laughs> trying to move on and forget that totally. Um, Craig's on top of me now. And I tell you what, that's not a nice thought. Uh, but it is. thank you for watching. And if you are listening on your favourite podcast platform, I thank you for doing that as well. Uh, this is the preview show. We've got Watford of the weekend. We'll be talking to Craig straight after this. Good evening, Craig. How the devil are you, sir? Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. I'm very good, thank you, uh, Chris. Uh, good to be back after missing uh, missing the last one. Thought I was going to miss this one, but we're here and looking forward to the season kicking off again. And thank you for um, for moving tonight for, yeah. <laughs> to accommodate the Watford fan. <laughs> yeah. Look, we hope we hope everything's all right there. You never know. Uh, exactly. And tonight, of course, is the excitement of Rotherham hosting Leeds. Yeah, big excitement up there in South Yorkshire, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, we could do with Rotherham uh, taking some points off them. That would be nice. It would, wouldn't it? Like the smile off their faces. because You know, they've, they've had some decent results up there. I think they took points off Ipswich, um, mm. predicted by myself. Uh, I, did pred I did predict, and, and, you know, before the international breaks, that uh, Ipswich would get two draws in their last two games uh, and drop points, and uh, lo and behold, they did. This is why you've gone above me in the prediction league, methinks. <laughs> Potentially, I, I think getting the right results and scores will probably do it. Yeah, yes, it will. It will. Um, but look, we've got we've got Watford uh, coming up next, and uh, is it? Is it panic time, or should, uh, don't panic, Mister Mannering? What, what's uh, what's your feeling on the situation? Two losses in a row. Uh, yeah, that's that's not good. I think um, I, I don't think the the losses in themselves are any cause for concern. I think what is a little bit of a cause for concern is the lack of goals. Mm. You know, we are making chances, probably not as many chances as we should be doing. You know, I think we're still a little bit too slow in our build-up. You know, it's, it, and it looks like he's he's not going to change. He's come out and said, uh, if you want to watch uh, quicker transitions, then go and watch um, Ipswich and Leeds. I think he said something along those lines anyway. But um, so, yeah, a little bit worrying that we're not hitting the back, back of the net because that's, you know, you've got to do that to win goals, yeah. uh, to win games. And, um, and we're not doing it. It's almost like, I don't know if there's a certain air of um, just you know we, we've it's too easy you know some of those chances that Ian Acho was was snapping up earlier in the season he just looks half-hearted at the minute and again we're not that far away from the uh, January window so we don't know if there's things going on in agents you know dropping things in people's ears so 
you know, those who could potentially move, are they going to go and put hundred percent in and, and risk injuries in these, in this run up to Christmas? I'm not sure. So there's a lot to ponder, but going back to the original question, no, 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 uh, no cause for panic yet. Uh, before, if we're not panicking about that, are we annoyed about Everton? Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I did a show on it uh, the the other night. Um, first of all, a bit harsh. I mean, if they'd gone into administration, they would have you know been docked nine points. Um, mm. It's been ten. Well, was that not enough? And should Leicester? pursue you know the courts to try and get some money for lost earnings mm. which is basically what it is yeah i mean no i don't think i don't think um that it's it's too much to be honest because it, in theory if you get dock nine points for going into administration your club is on the ropes anyway but you've got you followed the proper procedures and that's what's taken you into administration mm. you know if you're trying to cheat it then you deserve a bigger punishment. You know, that's what they've tried to do. You know, they could have come out quite easily early on and said, hold the hands up. Yeah, you know, we've, we've done this a bit wrong here. But, you know, but at that point, they would have probably been relegated. So they, they make it as difficult. These clubs make it as difficult for the law enforcement of the, of the game to, uh, to find out what's actually going on. They've got lots of clever lawyers, I'm sure, hiding money here, there and everywhere. So in this day and age, with that much money floating around the game, you get what you deserve. You know, if it was us, it's the same. You get what you deserve. We sort of got away with it when we did it. Um, you know, but we almost went into administration as well. And and we didn't break any rules. Otherwise, we would have got some punishment as well. Hmm. But there's enough money in these fo fo football clubs for them to not be in this predicament. They just throw money around and they throw it everywhere except the most important people in the game which is the fans the fans come into it last if if they're even given any thought you know how long did this last about oh in covid football's nothing without the fans yeah they soon forgot about that pretty quick didn't they yes they did you know so fair play to uh, to our club as well for um offering to pay half the tickets uh, ticket price for the Ipswich game on boxing day as well yes. where we've been shafted again by uh, by the money makers at Sky, so it is. Um, a lot of people were saying maybe putting some travel on might have been a better option, but look, you know, they, they, they've made they've made an effort. Uh, the club, yeah. and that's the thing. Um, and, and the second part of the question was: Do you yeah. think you are right in in trying to sue? I think we should. I mean, why why not? I don't know. To be honest. It should be the Premier League who are being sued, not the club. Mm. You know, the club are playing in the Premier League. You know, the Premier League have not done their due diligence and kept on top of the finances of all these clubs. The Premier League are the ones who didn't get this decision made earlier. Mm. So why are they not being hauled about? You know, it's like they get away with it. You know, oh, look, somebody in our... It's like if somebody in your business, you know, is stealing or whatever yeah they get done but it doesn't look particularly well on the on the on the company as well and um the premier league have just like well we've done everything we can and i heard someone and, and again you know another thing that really gets my goat 
is this constant thing that everything should be about the Premier League. Everything. And I said exactly the same when we were in it. So this isn't because we're not in it. There are 92 football clubs. There are hundreds of thousands of fans who support clubs who are not in the Premier League. And one of the journalists or somebody high up said, the last thing the Premier League need is for other clubs to be suing Everton. You know, this is the last thing. You know, it's bad enough that get lost. I, you know, they've broken the rules. If they hadn't have done every chance that we wouldn't have been uh, playing in the championship, you know, so why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we look for some compensation? Why shouldn't the clubs from the previous season as well? I think it's Burnley and Leeds. Well, Leeds why they get some compensation as well. Yeah. You know, why not? Why why should it be looked at? Why are clubs who are seeking compensation for playing by the rules the ones who are being castigated mm. for trying to to get some revenue back? Yeah. It's, it's all it's all wrong. No, totally. I mean, you know, my I, I was to say on the show I did it said that the the lawyer that's advising us that um we will, you know, we have got a case. I mean, the hundred million is is pie in the sky. Apparently, we we can forget that. And yeah. if, I suppose if a club, if any club gets a, a claim against them for three hundred million pounds, they're going to go into administration, which is another nine points they're going to yeah. lose. My argument is that had this been applied a couple of seasons ago when it first came out, or last season, and how long? It's one case. It's not like Man City that yeah. got one hundred and fifteen cases. So maybe that's why that's taking longer. It's only one case. Um, had it happened last season or the season before, Burnley would have stayed up at their expense. Ourselves mm -hmm. or Leeds, but it would have been us because we were the one that finished third and bottom, would have stayed up. Um, we could have well kept hold, hold of, of Madison. But what's happened this season is that, yes, they've been docked the, been docked the points, but I don't think that the one of the three worst teams in that division. No. That's a damn good chance of staying up. No, I, you know, if we were all cynical people, which obviously none of us are, uh, uh, of no. particularly of our age, you know, of all the football we've seen, mm -hmm. then you would say that it seems quite convenient for the Premier League to dock them points during a season where it's not really going to put them in danger of going down. Yeah. Um, but as I say, that would be a totally cynical point of view and, and not one that either of us would subscribe to, I'm sure, Chris. I'm sure the Premier League would not come out and say that it preferred Everton to stay up over Luton or Sheffield. No, 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 no. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure they wouldn't at all. Um, but look, we will. We will see how that plays out. There's obviously a, an appeal going into the Premier League from Everton. Mm. Uh, Everton. Um, the people that have actually decided this ten point, the panel is the same panel that will look at our case mm. if we do decide to sue. Um, I've got to be honest with you, for me, I can see why. And, and it's a very good argument is, and I hadn't even thought about the Madison thing. Would we have been able to keep hold of Madison had we stayed up? Or could we have demanded more money for him if we mm -hmm. stayed up? It is probably the more important. I yeah. think he probably would have gone anyway. But, you know, I don't know. Paul's just said there, I do apologise, Paul. I think Paul's a Leeds fan or he's an Everton fan. He's one of the two. Um, you can't sue over two seasons that have been punished twice, and once one club sues another, all hell will break loose. That is the problem, then, isn't it? Where does it stop? You know, when um, was it Sheffield United went down because a ball didn't go over the line or something? Do they, yeah, yeah. you know, VAR and PGMOL? 
it is opening a Aladdin's cave of uh, trouble, isn't it? It is, but that doesn't mean that you can just get away with any wrongdoing with no consequence. No, it's going to be interesting. It's not going to be. It's never a boring season with Leicester, is it? <laughs> no, even when we're not in the Premier League, we're uh, we're making headlines. Yeah, we are indeed. Uh, look, normally I would be um, telling or uh, well, talking to 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 Pidge, the Watford fan, but he's not. Mm. Like they've been able to make it. Nineteenth um, manager in eleven years. It's a <laughs> it's a hell of a lot. And I was looking back, and uh, I was talking to him. Was just I think it was Dave, and he was saying there's a stage maybe under Mandrich when we were going through the swinging door uh, on the manager's office uh, era. Uh, I don't think we managed that that regularity, did we? No, I don't think we did. Um, I think you do wonder. I, I think obviously they've got uh, is it Italian owners? Yes, and I think. You know, that sort of revolving door is a little bit more uh, commonplace uh, mm. in, in Italy, I think. And they've just brought that model over here. And let's not forget, Chelsea were, were experts at it. If you mm. didn't meet the, uh, the the targets at Chelsea, you know, there was no none of this, yeah, we're building for something. You know, you're out, as Graham Potter found, you know. Um you know, they're bringing him in with a what ridiculous was it seven year contract or something stupid because we're gonna we're gonna let him build his own team and blah blah blah. Yeah, oh, a few dodgy results, right? You're out. So it's just the Watford way, isn't it? I mean, no wonder there's a you know, there's a queue, there's probably already a queue forming, you know, for to get the job next time because you just do a little bit, win a few games, lose a few games, and get a payoff. I, I would take the job at Watford because, like you yeah. say, you get a payoff. You know, I don't yeah. feel I don't feel sorry for any of these managers. I mean, you know, but yeah. it's all look at Nigel Pearson, and I love Nigel Pearson. You know, he wasn't treated very well. They got a very nice payoff. None of these guys ever would have to work again if it was you and me and getting that sort of money. You know, so, exactly. You know, I don't feel so, but they're just not learning. That's the thing, you know. And I don't understand why clubs do not give. Um, manage like rolling contracts yeah i mean it's easy for us to 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 sit by it, it's a it's a gamble isn't it because particularly you know it's a huge drop from the premier league to the championship that drop again into the league one is is a chasm so if you're not doing well you know do you let someone build how how far do you let someone build how far down do you go yeah. to let someone build? And sadly, it is a results game. And if you can't turn it round quickly, then you get the bullet. I think sometimes if the signs that people are buying into the concept, because I think I think they gave him an extension, extended contract, didn't they, recently? I'm, I'm sure they did, um, sure. which was a shock to everyone, probably no more than the manager himself. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it, it's always difficult. You know, if we were in it, I mean, we, we saw how the crowd reacted when results started going to us. I think most crowds will be the same now. So then the crowd pressure builds when you're losing games week in, week out. It's very difficult then for the board to turn around and say, no, we're fully behind the manager. Because we saw how toxic it gets in football these days. But I think they were ahead of the curve because they've been doing it for a decade. Yeah, but it's true because, I mean, that, that last season, that was us with Rodgers, wasn't it? You know, yeah. and... And at the end of the day, top, look, you know, 
he made that decision that he wanted to give Rodgers as much time as he can do. And if he had turned it round, we would be sat here going like, oh, well, you know, we've got, we've got an owner with a bit of a backbone. That, that, you know, shows I'll tell you what, if we go six games without winning, you see how the crowd reacts down mm. at, uh, at the King Power. Yes. You know, there's no patience these days. Not at all. Not at all. Nobody's going to get sort of the Arsene Wenger time, you know, when he yeah. went without winning anything, or the, the Alex Ferguson time, if you like, yeah. you know. But, uh, but look, that, that's the that's the difference. Uh, we're still topped by the skin of our teeth. We'll cover that more. We still can't draw a game, but we've lost yeah. three now. Um, uh, but we are still top of the pile. It could have been worse had, you know, you got your predictions been wrong and Ipswich had won those uh, two yeah. games that they'd got. Uh, but you look at that for Watford, and it's all right. The thirteenth, very mixed for them. They can't, mm. you know. There's no consistency. Won five, drawn six, lost five. Yes, they're on a bit of a run at the moment, but mm. you know, six draws that isn't really, you know, promotion form, is it? It's not. You always look at those draws, don't you? And, and you, you think, right, what if, what if they'd have gone the other way? You know, mm. twelve extra points turning them into wins. You know, they'd have been right up there, you know, six less points. They'd be right to struggling down at the bottom end. So mm. I think it sounds like it's almost typical Watford, you know. Watford, if I remember rightly, when they've got promoted, they usually start well and carry on. I, I Rarely can I remember them coming through the pack, a Watford team. Mm. So this is probably going to be their season going forward. But as you say, you know, looking at that, you know, six unbeaten there, it's not bad. No, better than us at the moment. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we'll, we'll look at that sort of coming up. But, you know, they, they, they have got the draws in there. I mean, if only we'd have, you know, held out against Middlesbrough and Leeds, you know, we wouldn't be looking quite as... I mean, bad. exactly. I mean, that's the same same points tally over the last six games. So, um, you know. Do you, do you think, had those two losses for us... I mean, Leeds, in fairness, deserved it. They were yeah. the best team I've for me, that we played all season. And whoever finishes above Leeds will get promoted, in mm -hmm. my opinion, if, the, if they carry on like that. Middlesbrough, they weren't as good as Leeds, and maybe we shouldn't have, shouldn't have lost that. We didn't deserve to win it, I don't think, but no. we don't necessarily deserve to, to lose it. Had those two losses, had the, sort of the red been the top and the bottom rather than two at the mm -hmm. top, I don't think we'd be panicking quite as much. Would we? Exactly, that's it. If you look at, you know, you spread all your your defeats throughout a season, it never looks that bad. As you say, if they were the first two games of the season and then we'd been on a great run, you know, we'd have all been been happy with it. I mean, we can't we can't uh, complain about where we are and, and and the start that we've had. It just needs to be stopped in its tracks at the minute with um, with a victory. I'm sure even a you know, even a draw is going to be disappointing, you know, after a couple of weeks off, I think. So, uh, and it'll just crank up the pressure a little bit. So, uh, are, are we a victim of our own success, if you like? Yeah, I think, you know, we've been doing this for the last five years, you know, or since we won the league, we've, yeah. we've, uh, we've been victims of our own success. And with that comes the fact that uh, there's less patience when things don't go so well. So, as I say, you know, a couple of more losses. Um, over the next couple of games and the pressure will be on even though we will probably still be in the top two mm. you know even if we lost the next two games 
but that won't be reflected in the uh, in the feeling and the atmosphere around the ground. That's for sure. It won't. It won't. I mean, I was. Oh, don't you? going to sound bad. I wasn't glad when we lost to Hull um, because you know you, you never want to lose a game. But I was glad we got that one out of the way. Yeah. You know, we say like, well, you know, we've lost that after you know the albatross mm. from around our neck. Um, but the, the uh, you know, at the start of the season, I was saying I'd be happy with playoffs, and I wouldn't be totally disappointed with seventh or eighth at the start of the season. Yeah. And look where we are now, and yet I'm I'm ranting and raving at the performance against the Middlesbrough side. But I think yeah. when you look, did you know? Did players let them? I mean, you mentioned it before. You know, are, is the January window looming? Six mm-hmm. players said, "Well, no, we're going to stop and give it a chance." They're now sort of, you know, indeed he's been linked with the way. Ian Atcher has mm. been linked with the way. Um, but do you, do you think that's going to sort of, are we going to lose them or, or is Top going to stand firm? Well, I think the club may stand firm, to be honest, because I don't think, unless come, somebody comes in with a ridiculous offer, mm. you know, it, it's, it's a gamble, isn't it? Because at the end of the season, they're going to go for nothing. You know what's what's the value of them in terms of are they going to be the difference between us getting promoted or not, or can we replace them? You know, profitably replace them. What he also has to bear in mind is that some of those players are going to be disappearing for January anyway. So you've got to look to life without them. You know, indeed, Ian Acho are going to be gone. Dak is going to be gone. So. You know, there's three players who potentially could move on in January or definitely in the summer that we're going to have to do without in January anyway. So it's almost like you're getting a sneak preview of what the team would be like without those players. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he pitches it. You know, whether he, you know, you talked about Wilfs being uh, being fit and available, I think, for the weekend. But it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um I've been surprised that Dakar hasn't got more minutes, to be honest, because um, I don't think Vardy showed up particularly well in the last... Uh, hasn't he for uh, um, Zambia? Yeah, for Zambia, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been banging goals in. You know, he's. I'm surprised because I'd have thought at this level, you know, he'd have he'd have been able to get a few goals, to be honest. Um, but as I say, he's got December hmm. and then he's going to be gone. But has and he been... we, we may never see him again. Reminds me of the Ian Acho situation. Is mm. that everybody was sort of saying, like, oh no, he's useless. Why did we pay all that money for him? But he was getting 10 minutes here, 15 exactly. minutes there. You did, you know, it was only when he had, when Vardy was injured and a couple of mm. others injured that Rogers had to play him that suddenly, yeah. oh, this guy can score. You know what I mean? And let's get rid of Vardy and let's keep Ian Acho. And yeah. now you look at Dakar, he's getting actually got getting less minutes. Than mm. Ian Acho was at that time. How the hell can he prove himself? Exactly. This has got all the hallmarks of a Cramerich for me. Mm. Um, that a player will move on and do well, and and all the fans will be like, "Well, why didn't we give him a, give him a chance?" Mm. And uh, we don't know what's going on at the training ground, obviously. Yeah. But you would have thought if he wants to play in that, maybe he's not been as adaptable as uh, Maresca would have wanted. He's talked about. Jamie having to change his game a little bit, drop a little deeper. And he does drop deeper in games, but he's, you know, his touch isn't as great um, to, to make that successful. 
maybe Daka just can't do that. Or maybe Daka's natural instincts, as Jamie's, you know, have been throughout all his career, is to play on the shoulder. When he came on for a, a little 15 minutes, I think, against Sunderland, he looked like a player who was prepared to put the effort in and uh, and he ran around and he was closing people down. I, I would like him to get some minutes before he goes away to uh, the African Cup of Nations to just see what he can do, to be honest. But now it looks like Cannon's um, fit. Yes. Is Daka going to be pushed one further down the pecking order? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And I think as well is, like you say, and like Christian's come out and, you know, Christensen's come out and said, you know, I don't see a future at Leicester. Yeah. I don't want to adapt because this is my yeah. position that I play. And he's, let's face it, he, he was pretty good at it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, why, why should he need to adapt? And, you know, a new manager comes in and this happens. You yeah. know, fans' favourites, you know, that suddenly don't fit into the new manager's plans. You can't just keep them just because of who they are. No, it's right. And, and you know, it's the right thing. You, you should buy players who adapt to the way that you want to play rather than trying to fit them, you know, the old uh, square pegs in round holes. You know, we've seen that before where um, managers just want to play their favourites, Gareth Southgate. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter where they play. You know, you'll, you'll just play them and get them on the pitch. So at yeah. least Maresca is being um, consistent. You know, players have to adapt. They have to play. And you would think that that's going to be going forward into the January transfer window where we're probably already being linked with players that probably none of us have heard of, but Mm. because they fit the system that he wants to play. And I know that he has been uh, taking a much keener interest in the younger teams going down the pyramid through through, uh, at Leicester, so the under-21s, the under-18s, to make sure all the teams are playing in the same way so that when those players make the progress through the age groups, that they're ready to play in his system. Which <laughs> sounds strange to be saying this about a Leicester manager, but it's common sense. You would think so. Yes. Because it's that thing, isn't it? You know, And I think that, again, this is probably a um, more of a foreign thing and, and almost more German, I would say, than anything. Particularly if you look at what German teams... They have a way of playing and they will put a manager in place who fits the way of playing rather than adapting the team to the manager, which makes total sense. If, you're, if you've got a way of playing that is right the way throughout your club and you've been fairly successful at it, then the manager should be the one who can get that extra 10 20% out of those. Mm-hmm. If every time you change manager, you bring in a manager with a totally different philosophy that's going to take time to work and it doesn't benefit the club in the long term. So it's going to be interesting now because if Marekska is a success, he's going to be plucked, you know, and go to, go to somewhere else. Are we then going to look for someone in that style again and continue with it? Or are we going to say, right, we'll, we'll try for something different now. And then everything through the club has to change. So it's quite a pivotal couple of seasons for the club, I think. And it's the same with every. I mean, that's it. This is one of the problems with our opponents at the weekend. Is every time they get a new manager and it comes in with a new style, exactly <laughs> wanting new players. There's no uh, consistency there, is there? Yeah. Um, I think so- I think we're in a better position now because it's you know, I think the players that we've got at the club, particularly, and then with the manager who's coming in, 
it would have been a total shock to everyone, I think, if we were skirting around the wrong end of the division. Yeah. Um, I think we're in a much stronger position now where we should never be in that position again. You know, you may get a freak season, but at least that does give you an opportunity of, yes, you want to get back in the first season, but you've got one, two, three, four, five seasons to build something and build a style of play without having to flirt um, and look over your shoulder at, at League One. So we are in the right position. Mm. It could be even if we go up now, you know, this season, it's a season too soon for us because we've seen it when we've come up to uh, against better teams in the Cups already that we've been found lacking a little bit. And I don't think we'd be ready at all. And you've seen the clubs that have come up, you know, this season in the Premier League, you know, who, you know, Burnley was smashing everything and they're, they're really struggling at the moment. So sometimes, you know, you need a couple of seasons to 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 bed it in. So, uh, you know, yeah, we all want to go straight back up. But, you know, longer term, if he can keep the manager here, keep that bedrock of players, but more the playing style and then bring players in to fit it, then uh, then we'll, we'll be in a much better position long term. Have you been reading my notes? <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, I'm not. Maybe, no. maybe it's just a great minds think alike kind of situation. I think you did. I think you did because... I was going to say, look at Burnley now. And the problem is, if you go up too soon, and <laughs> let's not forget, in our not-so-distant past, Jock Wallace's team, mm. you know, you, you yeah. can go up too soon. And yeah. I speaking to Dan the other day very briefly, and he's saying it's really, really bad there. Um, mm. But, you know, he, he says, you can see what he's trying to do. Uh, the worrying thing for him is that they've spent a lot more money now that they've gone up yeah. and, and it's still not working. But, you know, it's a long season, both for mm-hmm. Burnley and both for us. And I think that was the thing I said when I was saying about if we finished seventh or eighth and didn't go up this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're full enough, we'll talk about that when we come on to our um, past match later on. Um, which I'm sure people can work out which one we're going to be covering. Um, but uh, you know, I, I said at the start, I said, well, if we finish seventh or eighth, but we, you know, we, we've built a good team and then we go up even stronger the following year, I wouldn't be crying into my soup. But then we have that fantastic start, and yeah. suddenly, you know, we're we're uh, we're Barcelona. <laughs> it's it's like when we finished in the Europa League, <laughs> you know. We'd have all taken that at the start of the season, but when you're in the Champions League slots for eight months out of nine, and then you end up in the uh, in the Europa League, you, you feel disappointed. Yes, yeah. Um, Scott is just saying here that all players are fit apart from Callum Doyle. Um, okay. So, and he's going to be. This is just from his. Because he was mentioning about the uh, press conference earlier, and. Uh, well, Alvis is getting time with the team. Sammy Braybrook will be recovering. Uh, and Child, you like to start ahead of Pratt in the wing position. Again, makes sense. But perhaps not, you know, yes, he could be fit. But there's a difference between fit and match fit. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. I think in that position, and this is why I'm, I wouldn't necessarily put Indeedy in there as well. Your first touch has got to be so good. Because if it isn't, you're turning the ball over in a really dangerous position. Mm. And Chowdhury and Wilf have both got loads of fantastic assets on a football pitch. 
receiving the ball from a goalkeeper with their back to goal when being put under pressure, I'm not sure that is their strong point, to be honest, for that first touch to be good enough to get them out of trouble. Whereas I feel Pratt has got a much better first touch and a much better awareness of what's going on around the pitch. So, yeah, I, th I think it's, 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 a big, it's, a big, it's a big call for Maresca, whoever he puts in there instead of Winks. I, I, I wouldn't argue with what you've said at all, uh, believe it or not. But do you not, do I say, there's a difference between being fit and being match fit, isn't there? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I would, I, part of me expects him to potentially put Ricardo in there and play Chowdhury at right back, to be honest. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a possibility. How big a loss is not having, I mean, right, it's only going to be for one game, let's go, let's be honest, the guy's not out for the season injured. But one game, he has been, I think, if we all picked him as our play, you know, our best signing of the summer. How big a miss is Harry uh, Winks going to be tomorrow? Um, I, I think potentially he's a massive risk because he is at the at the heart of everything. He has got that premiership quality about him. As I say, he can take the ball in tight situations and rarely gives it away. You know, he's always one step ahead in terms of he knows where he's going to go with it next. I'm not sure we've got many of those players who can do that role. So, mm. but it, this is a test, you know, and um, and it's a test of the squad as it's going to be throughout the season as players pick up niggles, particularly as you go into into winter. Players are going to pick up niggles and miss a game here and there, not necessarily suspensions, but they're going to get little knocks and little strains. So this is a this is an opportunity for him to see what else he's got there and and how adaptable those players are. Should we be so reliant on one player, though? No, but I think, you know, we're not at a level where we can have a ready-made sort of replacement at the level, you know. You see it in even some of the bigger clubs. I mean, De Bruyne has gone out and they've got Rodri and they've got enough central midfield players there. But even you saw the weakness in uh, in Liverpool last season when they're um, when they their first choice midfielders they basically had to rebuild their midfield this season because it wasn't it wasn't good enough. And I think most teams in that position will have a pivotal player who is integral to the team. And when they're missing, then um, you know it, it's it, it is a challenge. And uh, as I say, Maresca's you know, he's, he's almost only got himself to blame because this is his style of football. This is how he wants to play football. So that position is important. And you would expect that, particularly with, you know, Chowdhury being at the club, you know, for the past uh, couple of weeks while others have been away on international duty. Wilf has been there working on his fitness. Maybe he has spent a little bit more time with them, honing them to play that role. Indeed, indeed. And the problem, I think, as well is, is if we did have a ready-made replacement for Harry Winks, um, you're talking about, you know, Harry Winks' standard, would that other player be happy to play second exactly. in a exactly. team in the championship? You know, Rodri at Man City, well, I'm sure he, he doesn't mind the, the wage packet he's going to get. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that, that was, that's my way. Luca, uh, thank you so very much. He's an Arsenal fan, of course. How are you doing? And Milton Keynes as well, which... 
maybe not doing so well. I don't, I've got to be honest with you, Luke. I don't even know how Arsenal are doing. I just don't follow the Premier League with us not being in it. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, but thank you for predicting a 2-0 win to us. Uh, that's Watford's form. Again, I think that goes back. All right, they take the first couple of games out because the mm-hmm. table, I don't think, sort of means an awful lot. To this point. At the end of the game one, they were top. Um, but, you know, that, that to me shows like their inconsistency you know they they had a good run then they went off mm-hmm. then they've gone back up again there's no mm-hmm. it just does not that's not what i would want to see on a team graph of my team no but you you would want to see that you know if you if you'd have seen those first couple of months then you'd be quite happy with that uh bounce back mm-hmm. um you know what you would expect from there is probably that they're in a in a position where they're going to end up in and around that sort of Maybe they'll have a, a month or so with flirting with the, the playoffs, but I can't see them anywhere other than sort of 8th to 14th, to be honest. Yeah. This now is interesting because this is the form table. Mm. Uh, based on the last six games, um, we are 7th, but all right, you've got the 5th, 6th and 7th all on 12 points. It's purely on the fact that they say the goals have dried up for us. Mm. Watford are 5th. Uh, I think if Leeds had had the better start, they'd be right up there with us. Yeah, definitely. And I think what they, um, I think we we touched on this um, uh, the the last time I was on, that Leeds are probably a month behind us because mm-hmm. how long it took them, uh, firstly to get their new manager in, but then secondly to have a settled team of you know the players who are they going to go, are they going to stay? I mean, let's. Let's remember that at the start of the season, those first few games, there was three or four of them who looked like they were going to go, and a couple of them were on strike. So, yeah. uh, you know, they we were, we had a settled team, we had a settled manager, we were in place. So they're they're like four weeks behind us, and I think now they're catching up to where where we are, and uh, they've got a strong squad there. And if they keep them together, let, let's don't you know. We're not going to be the only ones in January who are trying to keep hold of our best players, though. You know, there's always going to be half a dozen teams in the Premier League who are going to be looking for reinforcements to bolster. And they're going to be looking at Leeds. They're going to be looking at Leicester. They're going to be looking at Southampton because they're particularly made up full of Premiership uh, quality and experienced players. So they're going to be looking at at, at us. So we're all going to be in that position, I think. Um but Leeds, I, I fully expect, as you said, uh, Chris, that Leeds are going to be up there at the end of the season. I don't think, I think I read this, uh, that there's ever been a season where the three promoted clubs have come straight back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. 
See McDonald's.com. Down, and the three mm. relegated clubs go straight back up. Yeah. Uh, it's looking like that could actually happen this season. Um, but to draw a point, a very good point you made earlier, uh, and it shows, I think, in this table, all right, we, we're not talking huge. I mean, let's say, let's not press that panic button, you know, just quite yet. But the reason we are seventh is because we've scored less goals. Mm. Than, we're not necessarily scored less. Our goal difference is, is no better. Yeah. And we know the goals have dried up. And the thing was that before, the goals, we weren't relying on Vardy or Ian Acho. You know, you had the likes of McAteer, Fatou, everybody else, indeed, were, were mm. chipping in with goals. I mean, I think there was 13 players. Even Vestergaard yeah. popped up and got a goal. Just thought I'd mention that. Um, is, should we be worried now that, you know, because normally if you say, like, well, if the striker doesn't score, then, you know, if Gordy wasn't scoring, Mahrez mm. would come in and get a few goals. But that has dried up as well. If Tom Cannon comes back, and I still... That was still the shock transfer of the window for me. I'm like, who? Mm. Uh, he's coming in on reputation of what he did last season, as indeed did Callum Doyle from his, his mm. first season at Coventry. There's going to be a hell of a lot of pressure on him, isn't there? Um, or is there? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think there is, to be honest. I think... I think he looked from the bits we've seen, and I don't think anybody's seen loads. We, you know, we'll have all seen clips on YouTube and God knows what. He looks like a natural goal scorer. Mm -hmm. So if we can continue to make chances, I think he'll get goals because he looks like he's a a sort of penalty area predator rather than a sort of link-up player. So again, it'll be interesting to see how that fits with the way that Maresca wants to play. The concern for me is that we don't seem to be getting enough players in the box. You know, that's that's what I've noticed. You look at some players, you know, teams, Leeds, Southampton, when they break, you know, there's four, five, six players in the box. So even if a defender gets the first touch and it breaks, you know, you, you're picking the ball up. And we don't. We had, we had occasions in the, in the last couple of games and the one, the one at home, particularly at Leeds, I think we had a lot of possession. The wingers were on the ball a lot. But there's hardly anybody in the box. You know, we haven't got strikers who are going to, you know, outleap some big championship central defender. So, you know, we end up having to work the play. And that, and that's an issue as well. Even the best teams, you know, Man City, probably the team that likes to play ball more than any other one, because they've got Haaland, they don't mind lumping it in the box. Mm. They'll just swing across in. We don't do that. So unless we've got enough players forward in support, then we're gonna the, the chances are gonna dry up. So he does need to find a solution to that. Again, reading my notes, um, because yeah, that Leeds game, we there was, the number of times we broke down the wings, mm. and I think it was Vardy, wasn't it, that started that game yeah. front, and it was nowhere to be seen. Because no. oh, and that game would have been different had Fatou's goal been a couple of inches lower um but he had to shoot because you know i can say that there was no support in the box for him i saw some were i saw some sorry chris I, I saw some worrying signs from vardy the last few games to be honest that he's seems to be settling back into a level of complacency where he just hangs around in between the two center halves whereas when we started this season with a new manager who gave him his belief and gave him his trust and said, right, you know, go out, show me that you're worthy of a starting place. And Vardy was looking more like his old self. 
Mm. You know, he may have only been playing 60 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on whether he started or came on. But the last few weeks, for me, he's looked less like that Vardy that, that we'd started to see at the start of the season, of starting to make more intelligent runs in behind or even, you know, closing down defenders. He sort of seems to have lapsed into a little air of complacency, mm. which is probably... Um, that the rest of the team are doing at the moment as well. And maybe these two results will be the kick up the backside that they need. <laughs> oh, forget, forget all, my, all my questions that I very prepared <laughs> for you. Um, because I was about to say, are we relying too much on Vardy? I mean... <laughs> I'm going to, I would chuck him up in the air, but I don't have to pick him up afterwards. So I'm not going to do that. But we, like you say, great minds, I think it is. Great minds. Mm. Are we relying too much on Vardy? I'm surprised he's playing as much as he has done. Mm. In fairness, at the start, he did He did. We did well. And like you say, which he seemed to do when, when a new manager comes in, he seems to mm-hmm. sort of take up the, 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 cha- the challenge. Um I just think, do we get to a point where a new manager comes in, Vardy suddenly gets another lease of life, and then does the manager, and I can't see this happening, but does the manager become too scared to drop him because it's Jamie Vardy? I don't think so. I mean, the one thing about Maresca, although I think, you know, we... um, you know, we've we've been a little bit complacent, and 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 I do wish that we would play a little bit more, not direct but quicker. Um, mm. I don't think he will let this malaise, as it is, of a couple of games last for too much longer without doing something about it. You know, he makes all the right noises. Mm. He's he's getting a little bit chippy, I think, in terms of when um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's uh, yeah, he's getting a little bit chippy when uh, when questions are posed to him. So, you know, if the pressure does come on and he starts getting asked more and more questions, it's going to be interesting how he um, reacts to that. Um, but I would hope that he would be ahead of us all and would be thinking about how he needs to turn this round. And you know, possession is is sort of vanity, really, isn't it? Without creating chances, yeah. and then you know, if you're creating the chances someone will start putting them away. It's when you're not creating them. And, and I've just seen a little bit of complacency setting in, which I hope this two weeks he'll have been able to kick out. Get this in before you say it then. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It's, it, it's great. That it's just funny that everything I say, oh, I'll ask that. <laughs> and say it. Um, you actually said earlier, Tom Cannon's that sort of fox mm-hmm. in the box. Yeah. And could that be the sort of the player that we're looking for then? That you know, when the ball is up and wide and they're looking to cross it in, that Cannon's there up for it. I think so. You know, it's interesting though because you you need that, but then Maresca does seem to want his um, his his strikers to drop back and get involved in the play as well. So mm. you know, he's 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 asking a lot of a centre forward to be able to do that. And the only way that you can do that and have a centre forward who drops into that hole is if you've got wide people who are then intelligent enough to fill the gaps in behind you. Mm. You know, the last couple of seasons, Harry Kane 
you know, was starting to, to drop a lot deeper. But then they brought in Kulosevsky on the right. They had played Son off the left, who were utilising that space and making more diagonal runs in behind where the centre forward should be. Mm. Our guys, our wingers, tend to hug the touchline a little bit more. So when the, the striker drops deep, they're still out wide, ready to receive the ball, rather than them being the ones who, who fill the space. The one who tends to be looking to fill that space is Jewsby Hall. And um, and that happened. It was almost like a tactic uh, we saw a couple of times against Leeds, where Inachu or, or Vardy would drop deep, the wingers would stay wide, and the keeper would be hitting a long ball over the lot of them straight into that hole for Jewsby Hall, but he, he didn't get on the end of them. So... You know, he's got to, if he wants his striker to play in that fashion, either one of those central midfielders has got to be brave enough to break the line and go into that space, or one of the wingers has got to do that role. Um, otherwise, there. we're just going to have a lot of play 40 yards from goal. Yeah. Scott says there, play Sutar up front, big target man. <laughs> um, he's, well, I mean, Steve Walsh. Um, yeah. Matt Elliott, oh, I'm trying to get on a show at the moment. You know, two goals in the in the final. Uh, mm. He was obviously another defender. All right, Steve Walsh is probably more of the sort of obvious mm. comparison, but yeah. he, he does it for Australia, doesn't he? He's banging the goals in for Australia. I think he's uh, he's way up there on the top goal, goal scorers list. But yeah. uh, I don't think we quite got to that level of desperation yet, where they'd put him up front. To be honest, desperation is an interesting word. Um, and Maresca's a very proud man. He's his own man. He said this at the start. He said, I am my own man. Don't think I'm, you know, a, a Peps number two, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think he will be ringing Pep for advice? No. No, not, not at all. I think he will have learned, you know, from, um, from the people that he's been around. Um, you know, he, he may do. I'd, I'd be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of talk of um, him being friendly with Deserby as well at Brighton. And, uh, you know, to be honest, that's not going so great for Brighton as well. You, you know, um, they're, they're very inconsistent as well. But I think pretty much he needs to and he wants to step out of the shadow of Pep because, let's face it, nobody had heard of him before he went to Man City, even though he had that. You know, I mean, it's funny enough. He was on the coaching staff, wasn't he, at West Ham when, uh, yes. when the when the helicopter went down. Um, but nobody had really heard of him, um, and and it's it's that being linked with, you know, uh, a treble winning side that's brought him to the attention of clubs like us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that he steps out of that shadow and he becomes his own man, and he'll he'll either uh, profit or plunder by it. But um, I think he's in that state. I think we. As much as he was the right man for the club, I think we were the right club for him as well to be able to to try and step out of that shadow. And uh, everything at the club is set up for an ambitious manager to come in and put his stamp on it. And I think he's uh, he's trying to do that. That table is going to change in one way or another tonight, uh, even if uh, it just means Leeds have played an extra game. Uh, I mm. can't see Rotherham losing. They are... Um, well, third from bottom, to be honest with you. I've gone yeah. for a Leeds win. You've probably gone for a Rotherham 3-0 win and you'll get it and you'll go further up the table. I don't I can't remember. I think I, I think I may have gone I may have gone for a draw or just a, a lead sneaky win. Uh I'm gonna say because they, they took points off um 
Uh, well, they're they're holding out at the minute, you know, and they've played a minute, so. Um, well, well, it's only eighty nine <laughs> to go then. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think you know that 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 win that we got at Rotherham is proving to be uh, a pretty good yeah. result, to be honest, because a lot of clubs are finding it uh, a struggle to go to Rotherham. It was never going to be, I guess, the uh, League One under Nigel Pearson season, was it? Uh, due no. to that, where we virtually won. Did we lose about five or six games? That was all, all, all season. Um, yeah, I think it was probably less than that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a decanter, really, wasn't it? Yeah. That was never going to happen. And no. I think maybe the worst thing that could have happened for us as a club um, is the fact that we did get off to such a good start. And I don't think we, the fact that we played teams that weren't you know, any good because we played Southampton, who, let's face it, are up there at the moment. Uh, we 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 beat Preston, we beat Cardiff. You know, three of the three of the top seven we've beaten. We beat Norwich, who were up there as well when we when we beat them. So we didn't have sort of a, you know a, a, you know an easy start, if you like. I just think it did sort of come easy. Maybe we're riding on a wave of optimism, and I don't know. But uh, you know, we, we're still there, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, yes, we lost two games. And every team's going to have a bad run. Leeds started mm. with a bad run. Norwich are in a terrible run at the moment. Um, Ipswich haven't had theirs yet. That's still to come. Southampton have had a couple of blips. And we are going to get that. And the fact mm. that we were able to, you know, well, we're still, what is it? Um, nine, 11 points clear of Leeds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can afford to drop more. I think, mm. I think if you look at it in a little bit more detail in terms of the performance, levels of performance, we've probably not wiped the floor with anybody. You know, Southampton was probably the best performance of the season, you know, where we created a lot of chances, scored a lot of goals. But in other games, they, they've sort of been, you know, won by the odd goal, you know, some late goals. I think in that first run of games, our goal to chances created percentage would have been pretty high to be honest because we were pretty lethal in front of goal when we were creating chances and i think that's where we've sort of slipped off we're just not taking the chances and uh and we're not giving up loads of chances either you know we, we're giving up a little bit more possession and some chances i mean it was a wonder goal wasn't it the middlesbrough one yeah you know, otherwise that would have probably been a deserved nil nil mm. um but you know, I think as we all said, everybody said it's a long season and uh, it'll even itself out. I think we've just got to, you know, stick to the principles. And, and when you look at the squads, Southampton have got a good squad. Leeds have got a good squad. We've got a good squad. You would still expect the three of us to be in around that top six for the rest of the season, I think. I want to... Compare Enzo, I know it's always awful compared, and we'll come on to predictions. Get your predictions in the chat, by the way, we'll all come on to them. But uh, just before we do that, look for myself and Craig. I want to go back to two other managers um, that we had. Um, you had one in Martin O'Neill that mm. never gave up. That, you know, if there's 96 minutes the game, you know, the, the players will still be, you know, fighting for the ball in the dressing room afterwards, after the final yeah. whistle. They never gave up. And we have got a lot of last-minute goals under Rodgers. And, look, we've got to compare it to Rodgers because that's who was here last season. Yeah. We seemed to sort of... He went the other way, didn't it? And we always conceded. Yeah. And we sort of gave up after sort of 70 minutes or sometimes after seven mm. minutes. But you know what I mean? Um, 
And you know, that's the thing. We're like, all right, so we've won one nil. I mean, we won we won the Premier League on one nil, didn't we? So yeah. again, let let's you know take these you know glasses off that you know where we think we're going to sort of walk this league. We are, you know, we've got a team that isn't giving up. A team that you know until we that final whistle goes, even against Middlesbrough, and all right, you know, we we were playing well and you can play uh, we probably still be playing now we wouldn't be scoring but I was always a little bit of me thought yeah we might just nick something here we might mm-hmm. just draw here and I'd sooner be in that position I could say the 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 um, the, the uh, O'Neill position than the Rogers position where you know if we're down at 70 minutes that well that's it we've lost yeah I think uh under Rogers it was you know it got to the point where as you say if we went a goal behind, it was unlikely that we were ever going to come back. Yeah. Um, and, and and that is just a sort of self-manifesting prophecy of, of it, it just carries on. You know, the next game when that happens and you go a goal down, the belief sort of drains away that we've now got to score two to, uh, to win a game. And if you're not scoring that many goals, you know, earlier this season, we went behind in a few games, but we came back. And I think, you know, teams are very much in their... A, a reflection of their manager and uh you know pep hasn't got where he's got and the teams that he's built by being a nice guy you know he might want to come across as a nice guy but you can all see that there's there's a lurking psychopath <laughs> behind those eyes mm. uh, with with pep uh the same going back to to um to fergie even wenger uh, you know had a nasty streak to him, you know, and he got in, in, involved in a few touchline struggles. Um, I'm not sure where where Maresca sits on this at the minute. I think there's a steely determination in him. And you see the reaction when we've got late goals and, and, and you know, he reacts as if he's a player, he's, as if he's a fan. Mm. And the fans love that, you know, you know much rather... You know that you know jumping up and down, jumping on your colleagues or whatever when you've scored a winning goal or a late goal or whatever, then uh, they're standing there clapping like a penguin. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. geez. Um, so I think I think you know he knows this is his big chance mm-hmm. because there's every chance if he if he doesn't imagine the scenario that that a new manager has stepped out of the shadow of Pep has had such a fantastic start to the season and lets it slip away. And the following season, it doesn't really happy for him, happen for him again. He's slipping back into obscurity again because mm. this is his chance. And I think he comes across as a guy who's going to grab the opportunity. So I think he will, uh, he will be kicking some backside and, and getting the team back on track pretty quickly. Yes. Um, let me, uh, Ask your score predictions, and uh, mm. I'll let you go first because I might have to pinch yours because yeah. you're doing so much better than me in the prediction league. I'm, I'm not. I can't remember what I've done, but I think I've gone two-one. I think, or have I gone two-nil? Two something. <laughs> I'm gonna go two-nil. Clean sheet. Five. You know. Yeah. Two-nil. 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 I haven't quite gone the same as you, but I nearly did because I'm thinking 2 1. Right. I've not yeah, actually... I might have done. When you do the show, you'll see what I've gone for. It's yeah. one of them. <laughs> I've not actually even put my predictions in yet because mine are taken live in the show. So 
two you know, we're looking oh, I assume there. that you've put one forward for the Rotherham Leeds game though. Well, that's because it's kicked off now. Yeah. What yeah. did you go for in this one? Two one to Rodney. Leeds. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, two one to Leeds. All oh, right. Okay. Who have just scored? Have uh, they? Right. Yes. Well nice goal, actually. Um, oh, you must be really pleased. Well done. <laughs> well, I'm going to get a point. I suppose that's something, isn't it? <laughs> um, but um, uh, anyway, Scott has gone 2-0 to uh, Leicester. Luca went 2-0 early, so they've both agreed with you. I've gone 2-1. Uh, um, right. Um, now, we don't do um, the picker team because, like I say, it was a lovely goal. You're showing it again, actually. Mm. Um you know, because he does change it just because he, he can do, you know, yeah. so there's no point in just trying to predict the team. Um, but who do you expect to be starting up front? Do you think Cam will get his first first chance? Or do you think he'll play safe and not bring him on until like the 60th and start with Vardy? Uh, I think he'll start with Ian Acho, right? To be honest, um, and and then have and, and can and come off the bench ahead of Vardy. I think, you know, at some point he's got to throw him in and see what he's made of. Yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I think he'll start with Ian Acho. Because I was going to say, if suddenly, um, you know, Cannon suddenly starts playing well, where does that leave Ian Acho? Or do we well, try to say, look, Jamie, you, you know, he contracts up to the end of the season, lucky to stay and obviously try and get us up there, but that's it. Thank you, and for everything you've done. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we've got replacements, if, you know, I, w I wouldn't be overly sad if we could get a decent fee for Inacho. To be honest, you know, even at this level, he should be scoring a lot of goals. But has he got the killer instinct in him to do it? Has he? Has he got that side to him? But I just think it's the way he's being played. Like you said, they are being asked to go deeper. Yeah, which is more his game. Although sometimes, you know, I'm sure he's got a twin brother because sometimes he has a great first touch, and other times in some games it's an absolute shocker. <laughs> to be honest, the second touch is a tackle. Um, <laughs> but I, I think he, I think he'll start with him because I think he wants to build that play up. But then you know we've got we've got to get forwards, we've got to get players back in the box and start. You know, getting some goals. Suit, we mentioned him before, Suit. I mean, for me, when he played, uh, he played a couple of games for us, didn't he? Liverpool in the cup, and and I forget mm -hmm. what game was after that. Uh, and he looked pretty decent. I don't think he did yeah. a bad job. Um, I, I I think for me, he's one. We, and I understand Christian going, and I understand if Luke Thomas doesn't come back because neither of those fit into my style of play. I think Sutar does fit into his, his style of play. Um, and I think we should try and keep hold of him. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, he's only been here a year. Mm. I think there's, uh, you know, still relatively young, learning the game still under a, under a progressive coach. I mean, you can't say that he would have had a progressive coach at, um, um, at Stoke. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of any of the, of the managers that he's got there, that he had there. So, I think he's he's young enough, uh, and he looks like he has a desire to learn. So I'd I'd be sticking with him as well. Cody, what do you make about Cody? Because we're all going like, wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, he got injured, and I'm glad to say that he's not just come back in some short, pure, 
purely because of you know, the fact of who he is. Um, Vestergaard's in there and, you know, taking my blue tinted spectacles off deserves to be in there, I think, you know, on his performances. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got to come in at some point, hasn't he? It's he, a weird one, isn't it? Because Fast has been playing fantastically well this season as well. And he has that turn of pace that Cody doesn't have. So it's tricky. You know, you wouldn't have thought that we'd be, you know, a dozen games into the season and thinking, you know, well, where does Cody fit in? You know, when we bought him, we were all thinking, what a fantastic signing. You know, England international, all those years of Premier League experience. Mm. But it's difficult because he's not as quick as uh, as fast. He's not as aggressive as fast. I would say he probably reads the game better, but he's not as good on the ball as Vestergaard. So mm. it's it's a tricky one, <laughs> to be honest, to see where he does fit in without one of the others either being injured or... Um, or suspended, which, I, you know, Vestergaard is going to get suspended pretty soon anyway. Yeah, and I think as well, if we go back up, looking at it long term, is mm. Vestergaard going to be like he is now in the Premier League? Probably not, if I'm honest. Well, he believes he belongs there, doesn't he? He believes that he belongs in a uh, mm. in in one of the top leagues. Um, it's up to Maresca, because Maresca obviously really likes him. Um, as a ball playing centre half, who who starts a lot of the moves, you know, it's who if it's not Cody, it's usually um, Vestergaard who's uh, not not Cody. Sorry, Winks. It's it's Vestergaard who's getting the ball off the keeper. But and and Maresca has come out and said this. He realizes he recognizes the limitations of Vestergaard. So it's up to the rest of the players to cover for that. Mm. Now, in theory, he could take that forward into the Premier League as well as long as he's got the players around him, that does he bring enough of that ball-playing centre-half bit to the team that no one else can, that he puts him in there and then builds the team? It sounds weird building a team around your centre-half, but from a dis- defensive perspective, I think he would already be looking for a ball-playing centre-half to come in, if not in January, in, uh, in, uh, in the summer. Uh, because... Yeah, that, that limitation of, of pace, you know, you're going to get caught out um, when you go up. So, I, yeah, I'd be surprised if he was the first choice if we went back up, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, two losses, and just before we, we sort of move on, two losses that said um, Enzo is not good, but three would be even worse. Dangerous words. Well, you know, to be honest, um, you know, if that's a criteria for being a manager, we've all we're all in with a shout because <laughs> he's not really said anything uh, breaking there. But at least, you know, it's that recognition of you, you can't let that go on, and I would imagine that he's instilled that into the players. Yeah. You know, but you can't also get into a mindset where it's all about stopping the rot of of losses and be happy with a point. You know, the, these games are there to be won and you've got to go out with the mindset to win them, not to just not lose. Well, none of us are thinking we're going to, Benny, and we didn't do that with the last two games, did we? Um, mm. Moving on then to uh, footing both camps. Um, now, can you name any players? Or two? Well, we know a manager, don't we, that's been at uh, both clubs? We can, do. Can you think of any players? Players who have been, a, I, I'm sure you've pulled some out, haven't you? I pulled one out. 
pulled I one out. The place I looked at is taking the page down. And I didn't know this one. This was one, and I did get this off a Watford page, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I did not know this. But um, go on, David Connolly. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have had him as a as a Watford player, but he was one of those players who's been to a lot of clubs, hasn't he? I'm surprised he hasn't turned up. He started, and he was one of his. As you can see from there, he looks about yeah. ten. Um, as he started out at. Um, we had him on the channel here uh, talking about his career. A lovely, lovely guy. I think he's, he's, he's um, he, he does a lot of punditry now. He, he does, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always liked him as a player. Yeah. I had a sneaky feeling that Colin Hill had played for uh, Watford at some point, but I've probably made that up. I, I'm not going to argue with you because I'll look stupid. Oh, I would. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I, uh, I I I don't know if I'm honest with you on that one, but I I always liked David Connolly. Yeah, yeah, I I did. He was a uh, he was well, yeah. We had quite a few of those little players again, similar to Dickov, without you mm. know the 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 Scottish aggression, um, but a very sort of twisty, turny striker, nippy, uh, who knew where the goal was. No, I I liked him as well. Uh, I think it's any of the players that were in the team around that time were always going to. Uh, uh, struggle, weren't they? Mm. Uh, we weren't we weren't doing very well at all. Now we also, well, because we're not picking the team, we also. And I'm sorry about this, everybody. Don't 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 just leave in your droves. We, they'll be like, no liking or lighting. <laughs> oh, do you watch that? <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? I do know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, suddenly it'd be bing, 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 bing. Yeah, I always think, I, I always think it's it's not really surprising that they've never made. A blokes version of that are they good no no if they had 20 blokes on that panel none of them are turning their lights off they'll all fancy the chances of a date <laughs> exactly exactly um but um we're gonna have to do this the game that we remember between these two teams yeah 12th of may 2013 mm. Deanie. Yes, I didn't know that to put his picture up or the Sky Sports uh, report. Yeah, um, the guy. I mean, yeah, you've taken away one of my questions there by putting them in, but I know you'd use that. But I, I do have obviously a little, a little uh, quizzy question for you on the back of it. But yeah, you're right. And and when we were talking about this um, previously, this was a not only an an iconic game, but a pivotal game in uh, in Leicester's history, really, because. After that game, everything up until last season was on an upward trajectory. You know, we, you know, it's such a, I mean, it's a shocking game, wasn't it, really? Because you got that penalty right at the end. And yes, it may have been a little bit of a dive. Um, but you've got that to to get the 2 2 draw that you threw, you know, you threw to a Wembley final, uh, having won the, won the first leg 1 0. Um, even, even missing it. You know, you get through to to extra time, but for that, for the way that went, for them to go up the other end and uh, and get that that goal was just absolute shocker for for everyone involved, other than uh, all the Watford fans and uh, and the manager and the commentator who's made a career out of it. Who was the manager? It was 
um, ex-Chelsea player, wasn't it? It was Zola, wasn't it? I'm sure oh, yeah. he was on his... Yes. I, th I think he ruined a suit and then doing a knee slide onto the pitch. Probably. I mean, look, we were 1-0 up from the first leg um, mm. at home. Uh, I blame... I always still, to this day, blame... Son. I was watching that with uh, both um, my two my two sons. And my oldest one, said, yeah, we've got a penalty. We're getting excited, me and Simon. And Sean just looked at us and said, we've got to score it first. Uh, always blame him for that. Yeah. Um, I just think it was yes. I mean, they got through to the final. Uh, they lost the final. I think it was the Blackpool, wasn't it, that season? Crystal uh, Palace, I think. Was it Palace? Sorry, was it? Right. Okay, sorry. My, 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 oh. we do that that was another of my quiz questions that you would have got wrong, Chris, as well. <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, but in a way, I think it did it did as well not not winning. And I know that's gonna sound daft, but when you look at like Blackburn and Coventry last season in the play. Did I freeze there? I may have freeze. It did freeze, Chris. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether it was me or you, but no, I think it, I think it is me looking at my signal. I may go again in a minute. Um, but you know, you you look at Coventry, not building on it last from no. that season. You know, and I think that's the thing that we did is that we said, right, Nigel Pearson, probably the best manager we could have had, following yeah. that. Um, I think because I think we we didn't expect to get to the to the playoffs. If I'm honest with you, this season that particular season, right. but our response was well, it was just unbelievable. We had probably the best season. We broke every record. I think that the, the, the club held. Yeah, that was it. Was it the 102, 102 points season or one hundred four, whatever it was, the following season? Yeah, and um, yeah, so that that the promotion season followed by the great escape followed by. Did we win the league? Yeah, that did actually happen, didn't it? I think so. Otherwise, I've wasted a lot of money on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, to, just to look good. I didn't um, know if it was all going to be a dream and we're going to wake up and we're actually Tottenham. I think we actually got through to a semi-final of the European competition as well. We might have done. Yeah. Quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah. You know. Then were the days, weren't they, Chris? Hey? Then were the days. <laughs> Who wants that though? It's, it's proper football in championship, isn't it? It <laughs> is proper football with no VAR. Let's yeah. not go there. Yeah, oh no, no, no. <laughs> East Side View, good evening. How are you? Welcome along. Um, go on then, show me up. Um, well, no, I mean, you've taken you've taken a couple of the questions already, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna ask, but I know you're gonna get this one right. Oh, God, no pressure then. You know, I'm not. You know, I never get these no, right. I, I think you, I think you are. Who who replaced Chris Wood in both legs coming on as a sub in the 61st and the 63rd minutes in those two games? Same I, player came on for Chris Wood in both legs. He did. And I don't know what has happened to this guy. He hasn't had much of a career. He hasn't won anything, this guy. No. He, he's, he's, he's had a very poor career. Uh, mm. See, I kind of knew that you were going to ask me a question because you of always course. did. And I, I tried to do what you did. I, I thought I'll do a bit of homework this time. Um, uh, I, think it was, I think it was a certain Mr. Harry Kane, wasn't it? It was. Harry Kane came on for Chris Wood in both legs and uh, a certain Jamie Vardy didn't get off the bench in 
both legs either. No, no. How, no. Things, how things change, but... Uh... Yeah, in, indeed. I'm clearly going to have to work a little bit harder because I thought these questions were a little bit too easy for a, for a man of your knowledge. And now you've admitted to doing homework. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's only the only reason was because because you weren't sure whether you were coming on or not. Um, yeah. I didn't do the thing until today, so it was still quite fresh in my mind. Normally, right. I've done it a couple of days before, and I've forgotten <laughs> about it. What have you? That is the only reason. Only reason. <laughs> Uh, but let's let's quit on it while we're ahead. Let's not. Yeah, let's it. do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny thing is, neither of us are very good at uh, answering other ones' questions, are we? Um, no, not really. <laughs> we have a new leader as well. I should say on the on the quiz uh, league. Oh, have I been beaten? Who's who is it now? Well, let's have a look. Let's bring this up. Here we let's go. Have a look indeed. Um, I hope that's the up to date one. Is it? No. No, that's the wrong one. Hang on a second. I don't think I've uploaded it. Mm. Which is usually the case. No, I haven't uploaded it. Um, it's it's Neil. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Uh, that's he, fair enough. He struck lucky with um, a lot of the... I mean, you know the questions. You either know them or you don't. Yeah. Uh, and he struck lucky uh, with some of them. Uh, there's an easy one that he, he, he should have got right and he didn't. Um, but uh, he, on when he picked his own, you know, you pick your own season at the end. Yeah. He got three of those right, so um, uh, that 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 was six points straight away. It's interesting because um, we've had a new guy start at work um, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Who's him and his brother are huge Leicester City fans, and they represented Leicester in a national football quiz competition going back a few seasons. So uh, I've tapped him up and said uh, maybe we'll have to get him on and uh, and give him yep. a go on this and see yep. how he goes with it. And if he, if he says yes, you'll have to tip me the wink so that I can make sure the questions are harder. Exactly. I don't do that, of course. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Craig, thank you very, very much for coming on. Um, You're welcome going tomorrow i shall be there yes hopefully uh, uh witnessing the uh the start of another run of uh of, of wins and um unbeatenness so uh, yeah we need to get back to it and uh hopefully a good performance as well and um and, and you know a two nil you know or whatever i've predicted um victory <laughs> would do very well no, no, no. As long as you, I don't mind you getting a point, but stop getting these bloody three points, will you? That was what was keeping me above you that I'd got more correct scores than you had. Now you've overtaken me, and I'm actually well, like it's, it's, it's a crying shame, Chris. It really it is. It is. Well, I do feel a bit like Everton at the moment, and I've just had I'm going down, but I just haven't had the points deducted. But I'm losing <laughs> them anyway. Stay safe, enjoy the game, mate. Thank you very, yeah, very mate. much, and All I will right. see you next week. Yeah, cheers, Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Thanks to Craig, my wise old owl there. Um, emphasis on the old. Yes. I think that's his beard he's stroking. I don't know <laughs> how far down it goes, the beard. But uh, there we go. Now, thanks to Craig. Uh, have a safe journey to the ground and, and stay safe, mate. Uh, I'm going to be back in 31 minutes, hopefully with Steve Linux. Hopefully he's coming back tonight. Uh, he's not been with us for a while. 
Um, take care, Craig. Thank you. Um, he's not been, uh, he's had a few family issues. So hopefully he's going to be back later on today uh, at nine o'clock. Brad definitely will be there and I'll have the table. We might just put the table up very, very briefly for about two seconds and then take it down. Nothing to look at, nothing to see. But uh, thanks to everybody who has um, uh, been joining in. If you're new, please do subscribe. Even if you've, if you've not subscribed or you are subscribed anyway, please smash that like. It does really get the, um, the, uh, the views up on the channel. It gets us onto people's uh, homepages uh, that don't normally follow us. We're going to be back at 9 o'clock with Steve Linux, the Xbox, with Brad, with me, Sloppy Seconds, and we'll be doing the prediction show. Thanks very much. And if you've been listening via your favourite podcast platform, whatever that is, thank you very much indeed. I need to go and get changed, so wear a different shirt. You don't see me in the same shirt, do you? Take care, guys. All the best. See you in a bit. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.